What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. You know, this past week, I was thinking about a song from 1983. You may like it, or it may be a bit of an earworm. I'm not sure. But I was thinking about 99 Red Balloons by Nina. Although I personally prefer the Goldfinger version of that song. But it was a protest song and was kind of foretelling the horrors of a potential nuclear apocalypse that would have been started over a child's balloon. Right? Very melodramatic, very early 80s. You know, some of you were probably either uh, in college, graduating high school, or, or maybe even in, in grade school. You know, the worst of the millennials were still crapping themselves in diapers. But those of us who can remember that song, it was catchy, it was popular. There was you know, a lot of German mixed into it and blah, 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 blah. Well, of course, fast forward about six years from then, and the Eastern Bloc fell. The Berlin Wall came tumbling down, and the melodramatic fears of 99 red balloons and the day after and everything else that all the fear that we were stoked when we were kids quickly went by the wayside now why did i think of this song well this song reminded me of this past week although it wasn't 99 red balloons from a child in germany it was one one chinese balloon going across north america this past week and just a surreal and bizarre story. And it, it, it started out, or made headlines because some reporters in Billings, Montana, of all places, noticed this huge white balloon hovering in the sky. And this balloon, I mean, it's about the size of like three buses. I mean, it's not like these 99 red balloons from a child. You know, this is was a huge thing. And and it was very quickly identified as a Chinese balloon. Well, what is a Chinese balloon doing hovering over Montana, of all places? Good question. And it was quickly identified and confirmed that, yes, this is, in fact, a Chinese balloon. And, and the, the description that came back from the Chinese was, oh, this is just a, a weather balloon that blew off course. <laughs> weather balloon. <laughs> How many times are they going to blame stuff on weather balloons? I don't care if it's aliens in in Area 51 or whatever, but everything seems to be a weather balloon. Are there that many freaking weather balloons in the world? I mean, it just boggles boggles the mind. But it was quickly put together that, wait a minute, this thing is not only just hovering, but it's hovering over... You know, these military installations, particularly nuclear silos in Montana, because, you know, that's where we all know that's where our nuclear silos are. If you saw war games, you know that the the Rocky Mountains are where we have a good bulk of those things. So it was very easy to draw that conclusion, but it was also brought up the question of, why the hell is it there? Why did we not shoot it down? And it became this weird debate. Should we shoot this down? And then we're even being shamed into thinking, well, why would you shoot this down? This is just a, it's a weather balloon. Uh, 
um, I, 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 I just, oh man, I, it's hard to even process the stupidity. Can you imagine if a, say a weather balloon or a, I don't know, a drone or something made its way over, I don't know, China airspace. We'll just pick a country at random over Chinese airspace. What do you think would be the fate of that balloon? I mean, how many, how many drones have we had shot down over China, over North Korea, or, or whatever? But this one, we just shrugged our shoulders, eh, just let it go. And, and then they even gave the, the excuse, well, we, we don't want to shoot it down and, and have it land in a, over populated areas and, and possibly hurt people on the ground. If you have spent any time whatsoever in eastern Montana, and if you have driven in, in any stretch at all between Billings and the Black Hills in South Dakota, you will know as well as I do that between those cities, between Rapid City and Billings, there is nothing. It's possible some debris could have hit like, you know, a groundhog. It could have hit, you know, an antelope. Maybe. <laughs> the likelihood that it, it would have affected a person is about as close to zero as you can possibly get. So this thing then makes its way across Montana and all down through the Midwest and over Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, and out to the water in the Atlantic, where then it was shot, shot down. So boy, what a hero. <laughs> what a hero our president is by ordering the destruction of it after it had run its course. Now keep in mind that the, the path that it took from Montana down through South Carolina did not follow any wind patterns. So the, the idea that this was some private balloon, some weather balloon that was blown off course, was completely debunked by people on the ground pointing out where it was. But yet we're supposed to be stupid enough to believe it. Ah, boy. Um... I mean, it just begs the question, was was this the Chinese trying to spy on stuff? Was it a test? Did they want to kind of poke us to see if we would make an obvious reaction to something like this? Is this kind of a prep for something else? Is it a prep for an invasion of Taiwan? I don't know. And, of course, the immediate paranoia was, well, they're spying on us. They're... they're they're taking pictures and surveilling everything. You know, I, I doubt there was anything that this balloon could have gathered, any data they could have gathered that they don't already have on friggin' TikTok. So if you have TikTok, <laughs> I think you are more exposed as far as security is concerned and personal information is concerned than this balloon. But it is very troubling and, and concerning as to w what this meant. I mean, they... There was speculation there could have been an EMP on there and it could have knocked out systems for, you know, 12 to 24 months. I mean, it was, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And, and, and the, the craziest thing looking back on this 
past week is that it honestly just makes America look very, very weak. Very weak. And it seems to be simply more confirmation that we here in the U.S. and the, and the West in general, but particularly we here in the U.S., where, I mean, we're in decline. I mean, we are a, a civilization in decline. We're an empire in decline. We're now kind of seeding ground to this globalist conglomerate empire. Uh, and like we're well in the way. It's not like this is in the beginning of it or what have you. This is just it. Now, it'd be very easy to think that, well, what are we going to do? We need to do something. We need to fight back. But, you know, that's this is something that we Gen Xers are not surprised by. We've seen war games. You know, we, we've seen Red Dawn. But I think our reaction to this is just going to be to shrug our shoulders and be like, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> like, have you seen those memes with, was it Darius Targaryen? Whatever the, the blonde uh, dragon queen from Game of Thrones is. I only saw the, like, the first season, maybe a couple episodes in the second season. It wasn't my thing. Don't hate me for it, but I just it just wasn't my thing. But, but there's that meme with, with her with a cigarette and there's fire in the background. She just has a big smile on her face like, eh. <laughs> And there are all kinds of memes like, you know, the the world on fire and this is Gen X. Just kind of smiling and shrugging like, eh, we knew it. <laughs> so that kind of came to mind. But really, it's more, I feel more like we Gen Xers are on the deck of the Titanic. We are pay, playing in our, our little string quartet. We're playing our, our little violin as the ship's sinking. And we're just waiting to that point. As we descend into the ground to to give a salute to each other and say it was a pleasure playing with you. I mean that feels like that's that's it. I mean we're we're not going to become part of some militia and fight the government and try to go after cops or whatever. We're just gonna snarkily smirk and say yeah we knew it. This is about this just checks out. This is what I thought. And kind of further evidence of this decline is the State of the Union address delivered by President Biden this week. I will confess, I did not watch the speech at all. I am bored by these things. I don't care who the president is. I, I cannot get past my cynicism of the political theater of it all. I mean, this used to be a memo that was delivered, but uh, amongst the many just awful things that Woodrow Wilson did. He instituted this as a speech because dude loved to hear his own voice. And since then, it's, it's just political theater. It's like a, a pseudo campaign, campaign speech. There's really no substance, nothing meaningful. A, a, a copy of it always gets leaked in advance to the press and people start squawking and reacting to it. So you already know what he's going to say before he even says it. I mean, it is just nonsense. It's a clown show. It's totally not interested. But I did see a number of sound bites, another of another, a number of video clips, not the least weird of which being Jill Biden apparently uh, exchanging a very inappropriate-looking lip lock with Kamala Harris's husband. <laughs> Again, it, it just got weird. <laughs> But it was just everything that you would expect. I don't know if they had Biden on uh, 
some kind of amphetamine, some kind of speed or something, but he was just amped up, like like overdoing it. It was really, really weird. Um, one of the things, I mean, he, it ranged the gamut. It almost sounded in many cases like a MAGA speech. It was weird. And then you had, yeah, of course, you had the predictable standing O's by the left side of, of the aisle and on the right side of the aisle, they're almost taking a, a page out of the House of Commons and were heckling and booing and squawking and whatever. It's just, it was something to behold. But he, it was just riddled with just distortions and just outright lies, like easily disprovable lies, lies about energy, lies about border policy and fentanyl. I mean, then the Republicans, rightly so, there were screaming, it's your fault, it's your fault. I mean, how dare he? <laughs> decry the fentanyl crisis that he has just poured gasoline on. Again, I mentioned the yellings and uh, and the boo-wings and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming as a liar and, and people were mocking what she was wearing. They were mocking what Kristen Sinema was wearing. It's, I just... Oh, I just can't take it. I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't take it. Although one of the weirdest th- things I, I saw, or one of the saddest ones, I, they, they had... Tyree Nichols' parents there. You know, of course, they always put these people out there to, as an example of fill-in-the-blank issue here, and then everyone applauds and whatever. And but he he had Tyree's parents there, and he calls refers to him as Tyler. Oh, good lord! Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 it was strange. And then and that's not even to mention that a, there's some whispers that. That Tyree Nichols beating that we talked about last week, in all likelihood, is possibly a retaliation beating. That Tyree was dating from a, through work the ex-wife baby mama of one of the cops. And that dubious traffic stop was really more kind of a retaliation. And the guy was sending pictures of Tyree's beaten face two ladies and whatever if that is confirmed that takes that thing to a whole different place but here his parents were at this speech and the president refers to him as Tyler it's just just nuts and that's not even to mention what could very well be the most significant nugget in a long time, possibly in our whole lifetimes. And, 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 and now this one thing that's very, very frustrating. You remember the Nord Street 2 bombing? The very suspicious thing and how, like many things in our news items in our culture just kind of goes away. You know, like when, I don't know, a, a police officer beats an unarmed black person, but the police officer isn't white. Or when a mass shooter isn't white. You know, when those stories just kind of very quickly drift off into the ether. That Nord Stream 2 bombing just kind of drifted off into the ether. And everyone just seemingly kind of shrugged. It was kind of weird. But it's very frustrating knowing that. How accredited news outlets do not report on this story. I mean, it's a that's a big deal. The implications of who and why you know, would have bombed this and destroyed this pipeline. Kind of a big deal. Well, apparently, some international sources have kind of all but ruled out that this was done by the Russians. And I saw a report 
this past week that really, really made me just kind of stop in my tracks. And I think it overshadows all this Chinese spy nonsense and, and the State of the Union and all this other kind of crap. And it's, it's very substacky. It's very Reddit-ish, you know, like a single source, kind of unsubstantiated, unconfirmed. But if true, the implications of this story uh, could be very dire. And that is regarding the Nord Stream 2 pipeline bombing. That this was, in fact, done by the U.S. Yeah, we are the baddies in this one, apparently, according to the story. But if true, boy, impeachment doesn't cut it. Prison doesn't cut it. I mean, this would be an open act of war between the U.S. and Russia. And could, in all likelihood trip a much larger conflict between Russia and its allies in the U.S. and could just cripple us and would be forcing our kids and grandkids into this fight that none of us wanted, none of us really understand just quite yet. And so the, the short of it is that based on the placement of the explosions, the depth of, of where, where the pipeline was at the time, that it took some very sophisticated and specialized teams to make this happen. And it also alleges that this wasn't some SEAL Team 6 hit or more kind of conventional tactical team like that, because in order to deploy something, a, a group like that, that would have to go through Congress. But this did not go through Congress, as is alleged in this story that it was more specialized Navy divers. Um, and it's much more of a sort of a CIA op, much more of an intelligence op rather than a military op. And then they were able to, to pull this off, to place the charges and explode them how and when they did. Boy, if that's true, I... I this would top any any of the nonsense that we've been prattling on about here week after week. Um, I begin. I don't know. I, it, it's not confirmed, but when you read it, it reads very credibly. I mean, somebody who gets very specific um, with some expertise and knowledge far above that of my own and and yours and. Um, anyone who's not in these sort of inner circles, um, I mean, it would it would implicate some very large, coordinated, deep state-esque operation to try to possibly turn the tide of this Russian-Ukraine conflict that we continue to be stoking. And some speculation even that it's to control or to prevent many countries from ditching the petrodollar to some other uh, currency to, to help prop up our own and not just, you know, collapse the, uh, the dollar. And so, I mean, the, the implications of this are all over the place. If you want to go search out that, you can feel free to tell me what you think. But um, again, I, I don't know that this is it. I'm not saying it is, but it's, it, if true, Lord help us all. 
Now, on to much more lighter but bizarre things. Apparently, the Grammys were this past weekend. Again, much like the State of the Union, I did not watch the Grammys. I'm not interested in the Grammys. I didn't know the Grammys were happening until after the fact, and some of the stories started blowing up. But apparently, there was a, a, a lot of outrage about a, a performance by some dude named Sam Smith. I had never heard of Sam Smith before. I don't know if he's a, a pop star. I don't know if he's a rapper. I don't know if he's hip-hop. I don't know if he's rock or metal or whatever. Don't know a thing about Sam Smith. I couldn't name a song. I couldn't pick out a song of his if I heard it. Don't know him. Don't know him at all. But this performance, kind of in the round, in the crowd type of a thing, dude was dressed in a red top hat, with horns and it was really the devil and I, I think the song might be called something like unholy or whatever I, again i don't know i'm very much at the end of my expertise on this one here I, I don't know anything about about it but it was it looked the optics of it were like simulated devil worship on tv <laughs> that's as best as i can describe it if you've seen it you probably know what i'm talking about if you haven't you know, you're you're not missing anything. But a couple of things occurred to me on this one. First, again, if you think back to when we were kids, you remember how our parents and grandparents would tell us that heavy metal and hair bands and stuff were were satanic. Remember that how the allegations that Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne kiss with the makeup, Twisted Sister, Judas Priest, and on and on and on that these heavy metal hard rock bands were satanic. And even more that if you took their records and if you played them backwards, there'd be some hidden message like worship Satan, worship Satan, you know, that kind of nonsense. <laughs> you, you remember this? And you remember what our reaction to that was? Yeah, whatever, Mom. Whatever. <laughs> we just, we rolled our eyes. We listened to it anyway. Whatever. Who cares? It's just, you know, some freaking music, whatever. We liked it. It was our thing. It wasn't their thing. Okay. You know, and on we went. And ultimately that kind of stuff along with cursing and vulgar lyrics and rap led to the Tipper Gore led hearings in the early nineties, which resulted in the parental advisory sticker, which ironically enough was just sort of a, a magnet for us Gen Xers to know which albums that we were more likely to be interested in. But, you know, I, getting back to the matter of hand here, it was this, you compare this allegations of metal being satanic and and hidden messages in, in the music backwards. What would your parents and grandparents say now if they were sitting watching Sam Smith perform a simulated devil worship at the Grammys? They would probably not make it. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, it was it was quite a thing. And the other, we were talking about this at work uh, with my buddies and, and and my coworkers. And there's actually one guy in in our group. He was actually really, really. It it upset him. Now he's, I believe, he's Catholic. I'm not certain. He's religious, but he's not overt with it. He he doesn't, you know pound a Bible. He doesn't shove anything down our throats or he's, he just has his own faith, which is fine. 
but it really, it really, really bothered him, you know, and maybe it's because of, you know, what, you know, that's just that stark difference versus all those things that left when we were kids, but it just, it really, really bothered him. But this is what they're trying to do to appeal to our kids. I mean, never even mind the fact that the music objectively sucks <laughs> and it's just awful. But they're trying to do it. And also at the same time saying, no, 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 we're not. That's not what it was. That's not what we're doing at all. I mean, how many times have we had this slippery slope conversation where every time they say, no, that's not what we're doing at all. And it, and it is. It's like catching your kid you know, taking cookies from the cookie jar and them saying, no, no, it's not me. Meanwhile, they have chocolate smeared on their face and crumbly cookies in their fist. And then they say, nope, nope, I, I honestly didn't do it. And that's what this is. But really, on a larger sense, on a more significant sense, because I don't want to put more importance on that ridiculous performance than it deserves. It just kind of is another example to me that of, of cultural stagnation. You know, that there's nothing original there's nothing interesting. Like they have to go to this extent, this extreme, to be edgy and shocking. I mean, really, it's more just kind of cliched than anything. It's probably why I I didn't have the reaction that my friend did, because I looked at that, rolled my eyes. I'm like, how yeah, we heard that before, and and I laughed. I'm like, ah, it sucks, and moved on. But really, it's just it's that it was an example of that stagnation. How there's just no original ideas anymore. I mean, how many properties whether it's books and tvs and movies have to be sequels and prequels and reboots and recasts and fan fiction type stuff i mean there's just such an oversaturation of content out there from crappy books on amazon to crappy movies and shows on netflix and all other streaming services but none of it's original or very little of it is original and i think when you have a culture that is no longer producing original art and original ideas. It's kind of a very overt sign that not only are we stagnating, in all likelihood, we are in decline. And kind of along that line, I also saw this really weird story, polarizing story, about Mr. Beast. I don't watch Mr. Beast. I've, I only know of him because my kids like him and they like to watch it or, or at least did it a, a year or so ago. And he does, you know, all these movies for attention and clicks and whatever, you know, he you know gives a million dollars to whatever and spends a lot of money on this, that and whatever. Very successful and made more power to him. But he made a video where they paid for the cataract surgeries for 1,000 people to cure their blindness. So people who, the only thing standing between them and, and sight was having a safe cataract procedure. And for whatever reason, whether it's because they're in a country that they don't have access to it or they're impoverished, they couldn't afford it, they haven't had these surgeries. And he made a video where he or his production company or whatever paid for the surgeries for 1,000 of these people and it showed their their reaction to it and it's just it's one of those heartwarming stories and and you see these 
people that you feel bad for because they can't see and just seeing their reaction to it. One of those uplifting, heartwarming stories, you know, that admittedly we Gen Xers are cynical about and can kind of, we might might think it's cute, but our hardened exterior kind of, eh, whatever. But apparently this caused some people to be very upset. They were saying that he was exploiting these people. He's only doing it for clicks or what have you. Does it matter? You're not out there paying for one cataract surgery, let alone a thousand. For whatever reason he's doing it, this Mr. Beast guy is making it possible for a thousand people to use their eyes. And somehow you have a problem with that? I think that says an infinitely more amount about those clowns that were worked up about this than it does about Mr. Beast. And it's not in a good way. Further evidence of our cultural decline. I saw several really disturbing videos over the this past week, recent videos of students just going off and pummeling the crap out of their teachers or a classmate. And one in particular, this, this girl was just beating her, her teacher, dragged her out into the hall and ended up like breaking her leg. I mean, you remember getting sent to the office or seeing that, that troublemaker in high school or junior high that were in, in our schools that got sent to the office for, you know, being disrespectful to a teacher, for saying something snotty to a teacher. And here now we have these videos of kids beating the crap out of their teachers. And then what's even more concerning is that not a single person in that class or hallway did anything to intervene or help. You know what they all did? Yes, you're right. They whipped out their freaking phones because of course they do. That's what they do now. <laughs> I, can, I can't imagine seeing somebody getting pummeled and th- having my first thought be, oh, I got I to gotta whip out my phone and switch from pick to vid bizarre absolute clown show i don't get it and then there is this uh gym video and there have been many of these this past week and a lot of them were these wannabe influencers that um show are trying to shame creepy guys looking at them in in the gym and whatever, but this one girl is doing that, you know, similar type of thing, and she's, you know, doing some squats uh, with these free weights. But it got a little bit much for her, and she couldn't get up. And so she was saying, Help, hey, can you help? And not a single dude helped her at all. And it, after a little while, it took some other woman going over to there and helping her up to get the bar off of her, off of her neck. I think, at least in this very narrow sense, but possibly even more, this type of shaming is just absolutely destroying any sense of chivalry at all. I mean, the fact that people will be offended if you hold a door for them. I mean, never mind mind the fact that, you know, if I'm going to the door, I'll hold it for anybody. But especially if it's a, a kid or a woman... Yeah, I'll hold the door open, you go in, then I'll walk in, whatever, fine. And that's it. 
that's the interaction's over. But people will genuinely take offense to that. That bothers them for some reason. And I think we're going to get to a point where people are going to wish that they hadn't done that. And I think that gym video of that smarmy brat is an example of that. Well, I don't have to, I don't have time to go into, uh, well, one more thing, one more thing before, before I, I leave. There was a very funny exchange in Congress this past week where, you know, they had booted um, uh, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell off of the off of the Intelligence Committee for, you know, good reasons. And, you know, guys like them wouldn't be able to get a clearance if they went on their own, much less, you know, being on a committee like that. So they totally deserved it. But this past week, the House voted to eject Ilan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Now, unlike the the Intelligence Committee, this is would be, it's not as classified. It's kind of, you know, by an assignment rather than an, an appointment. But she was kicked off of that. And, oh boy, the uh, predictable accusations of racism and and misogyny and whatever, of course, the, from the typical sources, of course. But what absolutely made me laugh were the videos of the squad protesting this. And now, first of all, that this is they're saying it's 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 political retribution, it's payback. Well, yeah, yeah, it is, because if you remember, Pelosi broke broke tradition by removing Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosser from their committees when when they took over. And in the case of like Marjorie Taylor Greene in particular, over some goofy tweets from even before she was in Congress, I mean, just stupid stuff. But like we said before, hey, you live by the stupid, you die by the stupid. So if you set this precedent to go after your political opponents, you better be okay with it when your political opponents use that against you. And of course, yeah, that's exactly what happened. It, silliness, but yeah, absolutely. But oh my goodness, the meltdown that they had on the floor, not just Ilan Omar in, in her little speech in 90 seconds, she didn't say uh, America or people in my district one time, but she said e, or me, I, and my about a dozen times in 90 seconds. And so you know where her her thought is, and then uh, Rashida Talib just melted down and bawled and just the melodramatics, and of course the coup de gras of them all was AOC and just a clown show, flapping her arms, squawking and screaming and just losing her ish on the house floor. You know, it just it was, it was a a confirmation. Again, not only are we not a serious country, but the the drama club dorks have taken over. This is what happens when those dorks from high school who are in the drama club, who think they're smarter than you and better than you and more enlightened with you because you know they had a leading role in our town or whatever. Those dorks, those morons, they their egos are massive. They're very self-important, self-righteous, and they think they are better than you and smarter than you. Which, of course, you know, they're not, but whatever. You're just going to let them continue to think it. But at least for one day, they provided a good chuckle uh, for me. Um, I wasn't able to get to everything, but that's okay. We will be meeting again to 
talk about the rest of, uh, of this and whatever other nonsense we have uh, coming up uh, this next week. So until then, have a good week and we'll see you next time. Or not. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>